0: The analytics say you're coming to get it every day, and we appreciate it. Welcome into a Thursday morning show live from the nation's capital. That's right. Guerrero thought about staying home and doing the show today. No. Got to be here with my teammates. Got to be here with them. And good morning. That's right. Good evening. Good morning. And as John Walton would say, Good night, Pittsburgh. It's the Penguins come to town for a game tonight with your Washington Capitals. Mr. Russell, good morning, sir.
1: Good morning, Pedro. Glad you made it back safe. Uh, understand that you did not drive through a blizzard, so that's good. Good to see you, Matty. Uh, good to see uh, – well, good to be with everybody. Um, you mentioned Pittsburgh caps. Yes, that is the Thursday night on tap display. Last night was a basketball doubleheader in the DMV and a little AEW wrestling for your boy. So I was mixing it. Oh, and a little uh, Leafs Rangers on TNT. So, you know, a Wednesday night was filled with a lot of S-P-O-R-T-S.
0: Had a laugh, by and the way. the Wizards came back. Yeah, they did. Um, you know, I, I and I know it's only one game. Okay? I know it's only one game. But... Story number 1 out of the box. No Kristaps Porzingis. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Because who needs Kristaps Porzingis <laughs> when you have Kendrick Nunn? Kendrick Nunn now. Top of the arc, foul line. Going to the oh, slam! Oh. slam! Welcome to the Wizards, Kendrick Nunn. A rocket slam With the on the Rockets. Wow. 83-81 Rockets lead, but Wizards now within two. Wizards were down 81-71, start of the fourth, but this bench unit led by none, got the quarter rolling, and then... Oh, then the stars arrived. The closer showed up. Now lob intended under the basket. for Christopher intercepted by Nunn. Nunn left wing outside the arc. Obdia for three rims out. Nunn grabs a rebound. Shovels at the Kuzma at the point between the circles for three. It's there. <laughs> oh, it's there. I finally see smoke on Kyle Kuzma, (laughs) 94-85, Wizards, 6.56 to go. On his fingertips, you see the smoke, right? Dave Johnson, Glenn Consor last night. Oh, yeah. And who did you hear in the middle of it? Oh, Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn collecting the ugly, obvious miss and said, no problem, Denny, I got you. Let me get it out to Kyle Kuzma, who had been... Who had been very average before that. And then that was the third of three consecutive threes by Kuzma. As what closers do, closers show up at crunch time. Kuz closes out the Rockets four in a row for the Wizards and 2-0 and on the Texas road trip, Mr. Russell.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen. Everybody's going to go, yeah, please, beat a real team. You shouldn't have been down by 19. You shouldn't have been down by 15 at the half. So every I mean that's what the reaction is going to be. But I would I would say this, yes, that can be true. It was a terrible, terrible first half. The second half, as terrible as the first half was, was that much better. And if it was "quote unquote the old wizards," and maybe this is jumping too fast, they would have lost last night, mm-hmm. especially with the way they played in that first half, well, and
0: they would have given up like 125 yes. on yep. the road on the second half of a back to back and gotten exactly. run off the floor. Exactly,
1: and and much better in every way in the second half. Obviously, just a bunch of the highlights, and and, and again, Kyle Kuzma and none keying it all. I will say this: I mean, Kuz, we get to now see every night for the last year and a half. Uh you know, you know me; I'm not like. I'm not searching out. Um, I don't remember Kendrick Nunn. I, I mean, I know the name. I, I don't remember him being a major factor, but I guess, you know, he was three years ago. I just can't remember that far.
0: Started 67 as know, a rookie, averaged 15 points a game, was an NBA All Rookie member. I know,
1: but, you know, I, I mean, there's a thousand players. Mm-hmm. I, my memory span does not go that far as yours. So I will say this last night getting to watch him for a sustained period and it was just one half one game not only did he shoot the ball well and give them some instant offense he had a couple of offensive rebounds and a he had in one sequence he had two offensive rebounds a bucket a defensive steal and an assist to Kuzma on a three mm-hmm. in one like one minute-ish clock spurt, if you will. Uh probably about eight minutes or so left to go in the game. Yeah. Somewhere in that range. Um so and of the flying dunk that we just heard from Dave and Glenn. That was in the third quarter when his defense kind of spurred that. To me, one game, a guy new energy trying to make an impression, all that. Listen, we talked about this the other day when they made the trade. Hopefully, he gives you something to show that he's still got some sizzle left in the pan so that you can perhaps decide to keep him long-term as, as, what is he, a restricted free agent? Player option, I think. Player option, whatever it is. Hopefully, they get enough sizzle in the pan just to see what he's about. And then, a full-plus year later then you might get to see what you're talking about, what he was in Miami in his rookie year. Because if last night was any indication, and again, I want to be careful. It's one First, game. You know, it's one game. It's the Houston Rockets. It's, you know... um uh, it, it it it's one game. It's the Houston Rockets, and you could be super fired up. Yeah, I was going to say you could
0: you could stop right there. Right. It's okay. It's one right. game. It's the Houston Rockets, but it's it's back to back. And Kuzma went forty one minutes yeah. last night. Yeah. Well, not back to back for none, but back no, to back but for, Kuzma and for and the, the Wizards. Wizards yeah, right. For the Wizards as yes. a team, back to back on yes. the road, and Kuzma went for forty one. There's no load management there. Kyle Kuzma went for forty one minutes. 41 minutes. 29 of his 33 points
1: in the second half.
0: Oh yeah, he was he was not I mean, good in the first. You know, so and he still ended up because he was so good in the fourth quarter. He ended up 12 of 25, yeah, yeah. which you'll take any night uh of the week from Kuzma. Fourth 9 one, rebounds. He almost had a double-double again.
1: Fourth win in a row. They're going to go get a couple of days off here. Hopefully they don't get hopefully they don't do what I did my one and only trip to New Orleans. <laughs> Which was go to Pat O'Brien's and get filthy ass drunk mm-hmm. on a bunch of hurricanes like within the span of two hours because you know, Yes, Kirky.
0: Chris was uh, not it, standing Kirkie, very you, long though with all those hurricanes.
1: Kirky, you were on the team. You were on the team that I was there to cover. That I was hung over the next day for. Uh, that Robert Griffin the Third debut because I went to Pat O'Brien's and other places on Bourbon Street in New Orleans on uh, that Saturday night and, again, had a bunch of hurricanes, a bunch of shots with other Redskins uh, fans and did not bother to eat anything until mm, 2 o'clock in the morning when I had a slice of pizza. Don't be a donk. Uh, I was, uh, but it was fun. It was fun while I had it. But Kirky was in the hotel studying his playbook, so he wasn't out with me. Uh, But that's okay. That's okay. So hopefully the Wizards, after back-to-backers in Dallas and Houston— now they have Thursday and Friday. I presume they'll have today off. I don't know if they traveled after the game last night, this morning, what have you, to New Orleans. Plenty of time to get in trouble in New Orleans. Hopefully, That's a short flight. So. I know, Hopefully they just have some beignets. Hopefully they just have some um, uh, some French onion soup. Hopefully they just have uh, some uh, conch fritters or whatever they eat down in New Orleans. Um, and hopefully... They avoid Pat O'Brien's and Bourbon Street from the uh, alcohol perspective. Maybe they'll go out a little bit tonight, be raring and ready to go Saturday night. No Zion, but they might get Brandon Graham back. Mm-hmm. Uh, is what Chris Miller kept saying on the broadcast last night uh, on NBC Sports Washington. So but we'll I mean, see. But I, per- I tell you, a perfect opportunity here to win a fifth in a row yeah, with some rest and against a shorthanded ben, New ben Orleans. Ben Shelp
0: turning around. I told you, Jordan Goodwin's got to play. The fact that he was not playing at all is a crime. Wes needs to – Wes and his staff need to look at themselves because Jordan Goodwin last night in 15 minutes was plus 16 in a game that they were down 19 points. That means he's instrumental in getting you back in the basketball game. And at some point, we got to turn the microscope on Wes and that staff. I mean, this team needs to be better that the parts there are some parts here to be better than 22 and 26 and the the last two without porzingis in a lineup are certainly very encouraging and when you get him back you know hopefully it's it's going to be better gafford plus 17 last night when he's on the floor you know and at least somewhat able to be around the rim i mean he had four block shots last night well what did we say
1: about gafford 2 days ago when we were talking about you know draft picks that have gone away. Thomas Bryant going to the Lakers, back to the Lakers, and now he's averaging 12, 13 points a game. Gafford is is better. I, I think Gafford is better than Thomas Bryant, certainly from a defense and rebound right, perspective. Exactly, if and that's, he can that's, stay on the yeah. floor, and they want a game, Pete Tuesday night in Dallas without Porzingis and with Gafford missing the final six and a half minutes.
0: Why? Because he fouled out. Yeah, because he's usually in foul trouble. Last night, though, not in foul trouble. Right. Had nine and eight. Look, you get anywhere close to nine and eight from Gafford every night with four mm-hmm. blocks, you're, you're tickle pink. But I'm telling you, Jordan Goodwin is a guy mm-hmm. that's got to play. And I told you, I know it's one game, but there's a, there's a toolbox in Kendrick Nunn. He's got a toolbox. You're right. And, and he put some of that on display. And I'm not talking about just the dunk, the sequence that you mentioned. And in 22 minutes... Four rebounds, four assists, two steals, no turnovers. You give us 22 minutes, we'll give you the world. Thank you very much, Wins. Um, so, you know, Denny Obvia with a double-double last night uh, as well. Yeah. And uh, Bradley Beal, a couple of clutch shots down the stretch. So Washington comes from 19 down to beat the Rockets 108-103 with uh, New Orleans and San Antonio still to go on this road And then Detroit, no, still uh, oh, oh, to Detroit, Detroit, too. Right, so it's up uh, to five. So,
1: so yeah, it's five-game trip. They won the first two, and the next three... Again, line up schedule-wise as very winnable games. Nobody wants to say easy. New Orleans is a good team, but they yeah. don't have Zion, and they might not have Brandon Graham. Is it, no, Brandon Graham's the tight ta- the, they have they Brandon have, Ingram. Uh, they have, did, did I say yeah. Brandon Graham earlier? i Brandon Graham earlier. My gosh. That's all right. Uh, I'm focused on the NFC. Cha- you They've know also who got C.J. On McCollum, yeah. who,
0: uh, one of my favorite guys oh, in the league. C.J. So, McCollum, and, product and Detroit of is, Glen Oak High School not know D- Detroit is awful. Woo! So, you've got to make sure that you get that on the back end. But you've set yourself up now, at least for a winning road trip. yeah. and as as we, you and I talked about this at the beginning of the season, the initial schedule for them was brutal, okay? It was really tough mm-hmm. uh, out of the gate. And you know, with Miami and Boston and all right. those teams uh, early in the season. But now you're getting to a point here where you've got you've got some opportunity coming up, Charlotte. Uh, Indiana at home, uh, which should be a 50-50 game for you. Portland, which, I mean, look, you can get Dame to go off any night, but you're as good as Portland is. Uh, so there's, and there's another there's another Western uh, swing coming up for them. They've got a wacky schedule. they got five of six coming up on the road in February where they go Golden State, Portland, Minnesota. They come home for one game against New York, and then they go back out to Chicago and Atlanta. Uh, before back-to-back home games against Toronto, Milwaukee, and then two at home back-to-back against Atlanta. I mean, it's strange scheduling. So there is opportunity, and there's opportunity against teams around them in the standings in the East, like Indiana, who you've got to win those head-to-head matchups so you can make some hay. Chicago, Atlanta, Toronto, all those teams that are around you in the standings that you have a chance to affect things head-to-head. So there are... Some good times coming up here for the Wizards, some key games uh, coming up, and we'll see if they can continue this good uh, trend that is going right now. And hopefully Kendrick Nunn and Jordan Goodwin become huge pieces off of this bench here. Uh, and Will Barton, last couple of games, yep. had, had been missing. He was on the yep. milk carton, man. Yep. And and he's also given them positive production uh, in the last couple of games off of the bench. So, again, a couple of days off. They go to New Orleans on Saturday, San Antonio, Monday, Detroit on Wednesday. Uh, to finish up this road swing and, of course, all the action right here on your home for Wizards basketball, uh, the Team 980. Last night over in College Park. Now, the last time, I mean, I was kidding with my guy Ryan Chell out of Baltimore, Uh, who used to run our uh, Navy football games. Melissa Kim, a reporter from WBAL, and I were both at the UCLA-Maryland game. Okay? Well, Ryan said Melissa was going to the game last night. And I was not. So we figured out that the problem that night was probably me, as me and my son Ryan were sitting up there uh, in the upper deck watching the game, and Maryland got rolled out of the gym by UCLA. Mm -hmm. Because last night, Maryland did the rolling. And I'm here to tell you, you better get Maryland this year, okay? Mm -hmm. It's not a deep club. It's it's the kind of club that's got to have everything go its way uh, just about every night. Uh, right now in the Big Ten, and it did last night. It did last night as they rolled Wisconsin, a team that's kind of been a real pain in the ass to Maryland um, you know, over the last couple of years with the Brad Davises, the Johnny Davises uh, of the world. And Maryland just cleaned their clock uh, last night. Got home and watched a little bit of that after I got home uh, for a few minutes, fast-forwarded through some of the key moments early to see them Uh, get up in this game and then early in the second half and I finally had to punt and go to bed uh, once you realize that they're cleaning their clock uh, last night as I was broadcasting game up at Bucknell but that's an encouraging sign again I mean uh, there's no doubt in my mind I told you Kevin Willard's a great basketball coach great basketball coach he's going to do great things the the incoming class right now even as it stands right now if they don't add anybody else and you know they will Mm -hmm. I mean they're going to add a transfer out there it's just the nature of uh, college sports uh, right now and you know that that roster is going to be significantly enhanced to do battle in the Big Ten and beyond next year. Um, but the fact that Kevin Willard's getting the mileage out of this team that he's getting right now, uh, to me, is a pretty solid coaching job here and wiping Wisconsin off the map. I'm sure had had to feel good for Maryland Terrapin fans. Um, who were ready to claw for him? Guys like Brad Davidson and them, yeah. Uh, in years gone by,
1: yeah. Only thirteen and seven overall, and after what the seven and zero start or whatever. I mean, they've been mostly a five hundred team in the last you know month and a half or whatever it is. But wins like last night didn't happen very often towards the end of the Mark Turgeon era, if they happened at all. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just give you a little note on on, on that. And this is courtesy of uh, Alex Flum, of our content partner, DC News Now. He said, since 2014, when Maryland entered the Big Ten, they've beaten now Big Ten opponents by 18-plus points eight times. So that's you know basically about one time per year. However, last night where they disposed of Wisconsin by that total, was the first time since February 28th of 2021. So longer than Georgetown Mm -hmm. had not won a Big East game, just to use that as another parallel, when they beat Michigan State 73-55 in that game. Again, another 18-point win. So I guess I bring that up because they win by 18, the same score 73-55 last night. They're only up by, uh, what was it, three or four? I think it was four at, at the half. Yeah. And then before you know it, boom, 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 Early boom. Early parts boom. of the second half, they it's, just, yeah, yeah they, it's they, like they a stuck 14, 14 point lead. To,
0: they stuck it to Wisconsin. And and this Wisconsin team is nowhere near as good no. uh, as the, the last five, Correct. six years uh, has been there. But a couple of things that you have to really like about Maryland, and you hope it's not, you know, just a flash in the pan. This staff has really clearly worked with Julian Reese to try and improve his offensive game. Mm-hmm. Just be a factor even around the basket. Be a threat near the basket. Be able to finish a layup. Yeah. Um, you know, he is athletic enough around the basket against a lot of people. And he played well even against uh, Zach Eady the other day uh, for Maryland. And you're hoping that's the kind of production uh, that he can bring you and maybe that development. And, and again, you have to, to tip your cap. There's a definite difference in Julian Reese right now Um, here in January than there has been throughout the course of this season and maybe even in his time at Maryland because now he's doing it against he's not doing this against Western Carolina Um, you know he's doing this now against a couple of Big Ten opponents and you're hoping that Reese is now seeing you know hey I can be this player I mean really solid in just 23 minutes last night uh, because he could give you he could go rebound he can go block some shots but he could not score consistently, and and now you're seeing a guy that at least is trying to show a little bit of polish around the basket more often. Uh, this team is not still not equipped to play college basketball in 2023. They don't have a shooter. I mean, they don't have a guy to go out there and just bang a three anytime uh, you need it. Uh, Young is a great scoring guard uh, for them. Uh, 22 points last night, but he's a guy that loves to go do everything. He'll go rebound. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a willing passer uh, as well. Eight Uh, rebounds,
1: five assists
0: last night. Yeah, so those are the kind of ancillary categories you need from Young, a a very polished and experienced player, uh, if this team is going to be reasonably successful uh, at all. Don Carey's been a tremendous disappointment for them. He was supposed to be the guy that could stand out there and shoot uh, for them. And, you know, last night didn't make a field goal, and you feel for him. I mean, it's not like the kids, you know, obviously kid's Mm -hmm. not trying to do that on purpose, but they don't have consistent wing shooters. And that's going to change next year. And and right now, Maryland essentially has to beat you with two-point field goals. They have to beat you with two-point field goals and defense. That's how they have to win games uh, right now, which is a hard way to win against the upper echelon in college basketball. But, again, even in the loss to Purdue on the weekend, this game last night, I just, again, these are the signs that your head coach is and his staff are doing the kind of things that are going to lead to eventual Big Ten success for this program that I don't think you saw consistently enough. Okay, You didn't see it consistently enough. You saw flashes of it under Turgeon. Heck, the year that COVID stopped everything, that group might have been able to uh, do something significant in the NCAA tournament, and you never know how the fortunes of the program are different. Uh, but now that Willard is here and this staff is here, uh, I think you're going to see a lot of progress made by this team. Coming up, another name surfacing for the Washington offensive coordinator job. They are certainly talking to a lot of people. There's no doubt about that. Also, league MVP, league coach of the year. Who heck? Who's the who was the Commanders MVP this year? I think that's something that we could broach uh, as well as part of that discussion. But things are looking up on the uh, college basketball and pro basketball front here locally. It's a basketball city. We know that. Hopefully these uh, successes can continue. Congrats to Mike Brennan, an American. Winners at the buzzer last night over Army. Big one in Annapolis in the Patriot League Saturday. AU and Navy. Navy blowing out Bucknell 23-5 to start the second half. Mids win last night by a count of 63-46 to on the road. More of Russell and Medhurst 9 to noon every day right here on the Team 980 streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. We often have multiple nominations, and we pick one for Dum Dumb of the Day. I have a nomination from college basketball from last night. I'm going to throw that into the nomination. Oh. And maybe, maybe Rufio, because this would be time sensitive. If he doesn't do it today, Uh it can't be tomorrow. Hmm. But there was a wacky happening last night.
1: Oh, I think I know what you're talking about now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Okay,
1: we'll talk about. We'll throw that in. We might the, have to, We might have to do that. You want to do that? Whoa. If it's the same thing that I'm thinking yep. of, can I can I nominate that for Dum Dum of the Day? Sure, absolutely. Okay. I mean, because I think the other nominations uh, that I put, I I think have some shelf life.
0: I think have some. Yeah, because this life. one, this one just happened to pop up last night. Um, you know, you don't get something like this. Yeah. But it look the other night we had an Uber driver drive onto the racetrack at Rosecroft. Ooh. Yeah. The theater of the absurd. And if he does that during a race, that's pretty dangerous. Um, It just goes to show you how stupid people are driving vehicles, though. I mean, I don't don't get it. I mean, you you see it every morning. I mean, it's it's just terrible. By the way, shout out to Chris Caputo. I mean, maybe a year ahead at GW, but boy, are they good. Third in the Atlantic 10 right now. Hell of a ball game last night at Smith Center. They're now five and two in the Atlantic 10. Beat my guy Billy Lang in St. Joe's in overtime, 92-91. Talk about entertaining game. Brendan Adams, 32 last night for the Colonials. VCU knocked off George Mason by 20, 72 to 52. We move to, you know who I'm disappointed has not been interviewed yet for the commander's open offensive coordinator position?
1: Uh, Greg
0: Roman? Jim Bob Cood. Oh,
1: I saw that name pop across my Twitter timeline the other day, and I thought about being a jerk for a second.
0: <laughs> Why?
1: But as you know, as you know, I'm not trying to be a jerk. That's what you always say. So I bagged it. Mm-hmm. But I got to be honest with you, there is nothing that would make me howl, not Sam howl, Nothing that would make me Sam Howell more than if I got to say Jim Bob Cooter on a regular basis. I don't know why. I am an immature, petulant little child, but Jim Bob Cooter would make me a happy man.
0: He's interviewing for the Buccaneers offensive coordinator position. So go have fun with Kyle Trask, pal. Current uh, passing game coordinator with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's been working with Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson. uh, There had a long, long stint. As an offensive assistant in Detroit, <laughs> I didn't mean to distract you. I, I, was, okay. I was just
1: laughing at ESPN, I f- who for four days in a row will not <laughs> stop asking the same question: Should the Cowboys fire Mike? Man- what did I tell you yesterday? I'm sorry. I know. I, I just, I, I just it's, saw it and I, I couldn't. Well, I but you know, because you do some national
0: stuff, you did a five-hour show on Saturday, yeah, and nothing gets more mileage than asking a, a question about the Cowboys or the Yankees, right? the lakers but you know who you i know.
1: what i didn't ask on on saturday should the cowboys fire mike McCartney? now
0: well, they're still eligible that, at that time <laughs> right, they're still right. still playing but
1: you know what question i wouldn't ask this saturday if i was doing the same hour 5 radio a 5 hour radio show should the Cowboys fire Mike McCarthy? Yeah, uh, you, you know why? Because Mike McCarthy, if you think about it, right, not only did he win a playoff game, but he also, he. first of all, listen, did not go their way. It's not like the Cowboys were blown out, embarrassed, annihilated, anything like that. That's number one. Number two, I'll just say this, and some others have done the numbers. Uh, I know my uh, one of our producers at CBS Sports Radio, uh, who was it? Um I think it was Connor Green who does the uh NFL show with uh with with um with Zach Gelb and you know that I do some reporting for. I think it was Connor. He put this out like a week and a half ago. McCarthy and Sean Payton have almost identical numbers.
0: Yeah. Oh, I mean the, the Sean Almost Payton, identical numbers. The Sean Payton resume on paper is nowhere near yeah. the resume on hype. How does that happen though? Because if you talk it in, Chris, we live in a society that if you talk it into existence. That's
1: why I get mad at that stuff. If you talk
0: it into existence, you can make people believe it. Uh, but that's why I get if mad at that. you go to a psychologist, okay, or whatever, go to a counseling session. Right. All right. You can listen to the counselor and the counselor, because you're there because you're ailing in some form. That counselor gives you a positive angle on something. You know what? You're gonna go do it because you're looking for you're looking for positive change in your life. If enough national people come out and say, Oh, Sean Payton, Sean Payton, Sean Payton, Sean Payton, Sean Payton, everybody talks it into existence and believes it. Now, Sean probably has a little more autonomy. In terms of what he does, he controls more of the narrative than McCarthy does. McCarthy pretty much delegates and lets Moore and Quinn do their thing Mm -hmm. there in Dallas, where Sean is more hands on. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sean won a lot of games with an undersized quarterback in Drew Brees, who did not have a rocket of an arm. Right. Okay. So people look at that. People look at that type of success doing it in a market like New Orleans. And say, okay, well, if you give him the resources of a Jerry Jones, if you give him the resources of new money now in Denver, if you give him the resources of a new potential owner in Washington, maybe his name is Bezos. If you give him those kind of resources, then maybe Sean Payton can elevate that even further. So in other words, he's he's one where McCarthy did a lot of work with Aaron Rodgers. Right. You know. Brett Favre, you know, you look at the lineage of the quarterbacks, even as an assistant coach that McCarthy has worked with, Mm -hmm. he's had very talented people. Sure, Peyton did it with the – Peyton kind of did it with, A, a good quarterback in Drew Brees, but a guy that, as we talk about, if you're watching guys walk off the bus, Drew Brees is not the first guy that you pick out as the quarterback. But
1: Drew I mean, to be fair, Drew Brees was like, what, the top pick of the second round in his draft year out of Purdue? Um
0: Again, but not
1: number one, I, I understand not, a, not a 1-1 one, one overall. Th- there wasn't that much separation between where Aaron Rodgers was drafted and Drew Brees was drafted. Excellent point. Okay. Now, I, I will say this. Aaron Rodgers obviously has a much better, to your point, physique looks better getting off the bus even though better the arm. long strangly hair and all that stuff just drives me a little crazy, whatever. Um, you and
0: Paulson are big about dudes with long hair, man.
1: Well, he just, he, he, he just looks sloppy. I mean, I look terrible, but he looks sloppy. He can look so much better, and I just, I don't know.
0: Those of us that are follically challenged would take Mm, every follicle of Aaron Rodgers' hair all day.
1: That's fair. Have you
0: seen who Aaron Rodgers is able to run around with and beside? Uh,
1: Yeah, I I mean, you know, making $50 million a year and being a Hall of Fame quarterback
0: helps That that. is true. I mean... That is true. You know, I, I... there are a lot of dudes that look like donks that have a lot of money that run alongside That's fair. beautiful All right, people. So,
1: so it, you know, it's interesting. You 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 just dropped a little thing there. Okay, we were going to talk about a new entry into the mix. This is more interesting. Uh, so I'm going to move things around here. So I was listening to the junks on the way in. I had not heard this. Um And while I was being blinded by the sun monster, and I mean, it was awful. So bad that I ran a red light, uh, and I almost T-boned somebody. Um, Good steak. Well, yeah. Not good to do on 50 in Chantilly, I can tell you. Um, I I would say that. The sun monster was really bad this morning. Really bad. But, so, I heard... That Diana Rossini and I and somebody uh, who who was it that sent uh, there was Ben Conti that 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 sent uh, sent it to us, not me, uh, sent it to us. And I, I responded. Um, oh, no, no. It was. Uh, um, yeah, who was it here? Uh, it was Rocky Pinnock. I'm sorry. Rocky Pinnock. Uh, so he said, you know, you all have a relationship with Rossini. So Jeff Duncan. Uh, the New Orleans Times-Picune, I believe, mm-hmm. um, said the latest update on Sean Payton, he did complete his interview with Carolina on Monday in Charlotte and will meet with Arizona officials Thursday. Apparently, Rappaport yesterday afternoon said he doesn't really have any second interviews lined up. Um, so, for now,
0: things I are— Carolina said that their second round of interviews includes him. Well— because they had a list so, Carolina so he comp- put out a list of like seven guys that they're allegedly going to do second round interviews with. Right.
1: So well, so I didn't see specifically his name on that list. I, I did. Okay, so I'll I'll take you at that. I guess he because of the whole thing that we talked about on um yesterday with the soccer player unfortunately passing away, that canceled the first interview that he had told Cowherd about mm-hmm. on the air for late last week in new york with david tepper so now they do it on monday so now okay go figure shocker he's gonna have a second interview all right rapaport reported that at yesterday afternoon that there was seemingly no market for him no second now again some maybe some things change maybe rapaport was wrong whatever so what Rossini reports is quote, I was told there is also a team waiting in the wings, watching all of this, and could make a move if they gets if they get, quote, their ducks in a row, end quote. And therein lies the intrigue. Now we have no idea what team that is. I was told there's a team waiting in the wings watching all of this and could make a move if they get their ducks in a row. Now, yeah. Before we jump to conclusions, that could be the Cowboys. Although, as I said yesterday, why would Sean Payton, who wants, I think, wants full control or a GM that he works seemingly seamlessly with, want to – want to go and work for Jerry Jones, who's involved in – that, to me, doesn't seem like what Sean Payton would want to do. I could be wrong, but that doesn't seem right. Uh, then, I wonder if it's the
0: Colts or Texans.
1: Well, yes. I I, I, I think it very much – well, because he hasn't public w- – w- to our knowledge, he hasn't interviewed with the Colts, I believe, Right. Well, they would then uh, meet
0: the waiting in, the, in yes. the wings criteria. But if
1: they could get their ducks in a row. Well, what are their ducks in a row? Is that firing Chris Ballard? Or, or again, like people are logically looking at it and saying, it's either the Cowboys. But, again, we presume Sean Payton wants full control. Mm-hmm. Not going to get it in Dallas. Or, or, dun dun dun, dun! Is it the commander's?
0: <laughs> now, I'm not How saying it gonna is. How fast are you going to get I a sale? How fast are going to get a sale through?
1: I don't know. So apparently the thinking is, uh, so so Cal, So cow. with Rossini's report, Cowherd then added that he heard that if, if they could get a sale done by the end of March, I think it was, that Sean Payton would be interested in the Commanders.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, because it'd be a fresh start and it would be him painting the canvas from, from scratch. Right. But could you I, – I mean
1: – Yes. Okay. But also, could you imagine taking over an NFL franchise and, and, and again, having complete power and control with a month to go before the draft? That, that's, that's pretty tough to do.
0: I understand what you're saying – but at that point, if you were Sean or any new person that comes in, you keep Tim Gribble and all the, the college yeah. scouts in place, the people that have already done the legwork on this year's sure. draft. And I'm sure Sean has dabbled a little bit oh, in yeah. the free agency and the sure. draft in preparation for uh, potentially taking a job somewhere. But you keep, you keep those people in place and – Sean would know after a couple of meetings with those people if, you know, if he can work with them, if they're, I don't, trustworthy is not the right word, but if their information and their discussion of, you know, prospects, if, it, I mean, Sean knows what it sounds like. Well, he plus knows you, could, what it's you, you could look at what
1: like. was, say Washington has done with Tim Gribble following up Kyle Smith and Gribble was part of that. And you can see they've that, done, that well they've, in that, they've done yes. pretty well. I yes. mean, now again, not every pick has turned out. Uh, some guys with some major injury concerns, i.e. Sam Cosme. It's all there is to it. But
0: well worth the, the risk they took though with that pick right, where they right. took him.
1: For the most part, for the most part, they've done a pretty nice job. Now, one quick thing that I would just add. Remember, if they if they landed Sean Payton. They probably wouldn't have that first round pick at six, at six uh, 16
0: probably and, the saints
1: and and they might not have the second round pick. they might have to pay a first and a second to get Sean Payton in the same yeah, conference. Right. And they already don't have the third. So that's one way to circumvent and short-circuit the bad timeline. Is the,
0: the third-round compensatory They're going
1: to get a back end of the third yeah. round and a sixth-rounder. round Can you uh, deal a compensatory
0: you pick? You cannot. That's what you I can. thought. Uh,
1: so over OverTheCap.com does the, does the projections. They're projected to get a third-round compensatory for Sheriff and a sixth-round no, sixth, yeah. for Tim Settle. So uh, if that holds up their first pick – if they were to trade the first and the second round pick, and again I say if, I don't know, because Peyton was saying to Cowherd on the record that Mickey Loomis told him middle to back end of the first round or whatever it was, but it sounded like there could potentially be more, depending on like, hello, if it's Carolina, well, yeah, I mean, if we're it's gonna in to ask division, for more. Right. If it's Carolina, in the Buccaneers, whatever, right. yeah. If it's in the conference, maybe we don't ask for more, but we ask for more than an AFC team would, i.e., Denver.
0: You, a, you, so about, there might be
1: tears to this
0: thing. What, a, what what about a first and a player?
1: That's a possibility.
0: You know, if you're watching, is it worth it to you, the fans? I mean, we can do a brief call segment on this. Is it worth it to you to give up a first round pick to end up having Sean Payton as your coach slash general manager? Remember, the whole time we're killing Ron because of a coach centric setup. Would you take the same coach-centric setup with Sean Payton here in D.C., Landover, Ashburn? The answer to that, I'll tell you what I believe. <laughs> what I believe it is.
1: What I believe it is coming up.
0: Young fella tells us what's trending.
1: All right, we opened up the show this morning with a big come-from-behind win for the Wizards. Now four in a row in Houston. They were down 19, down 15 at the half. They win 108-103 over... The Rockets, who are not very good, but still an important come-from-behind win and statement by the Wiz. If you missed any of our conversation on the Wizards win or the Maryland win as they pull away from Wisconsin in College Park last night in the second half, again, we opened up the show. Uh, You can hit the Odyssey Rewind feature on the Team 980 right to 9.02 a.m. Caps hosting Pittsburgh. And Sidney Crosby tonight, 705-1067, The Fan, and the Odyssey app coverage at 645. And the Commanders have requested to speak with former Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn. And that's what's trending.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Would you be willing to deal a number one pick, maybe a number two, maybe a player to have Sean Payton take over in a similar coach-centric role that Ron Rivera has right now here in Washington? Sean Payton, there's a team laying in the weeds. If they get their ducks in a row, as Diana Russini and others have reported, is... Washington, the team that needs to get its ducks in a row because of the sale. Would you be willing to part with the number 16 pick overall? Washington and the Saints, of course, did business just last year in terms of a trade. Would you be willing to dump your first to have Sean Payton come in and take over the same coach-centric role that we have many of you in the fan base vilified Ron Rivera for having? In his three years so far here in Washington. 301 980 That's how you get to us here uh, on the show this morning. Would you give up a number one? Let's start with just that. Would you give up a number one pick, Chris, to have Sean Payton take over the same exact role that Ron Rivera has and many feel is a way you cannot win with at the pro football level?
1: So normally I would say no. Mm. normally I would say no, especially if you consider the timing. And we're talking about, again, if the cowherd allegation ah, allegation is strong, if the cowherd assertion that, you know, if it would be done by like the end of March or whatever it was, uh, that, you know, Peyton could come here and, and, and do all that. I would pay the 16th overall pick. Because that's how, that's the only way I'm getting, it's the only way I'm getting Peyton. However, me, I would not pay the first and second round pick, that's one caveat. The second, because you just asked about the 16th, but I'm just qualifying it. I would also say I would be very, 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 concerned about the logistics and the coordination of hiring a head coach, even though presumably he would be working behind the scenes, I would be very concerned about how crossing the T's and dotting the I's would work in terms of the overall operation by hiring a guy in late March or whatever. And that's to to say nothing of the fact is the ownership change might not be approved until May. I mean, there's no guarantee that the ownership change is approved in March. There's no guarantee. So the short answer, or not so short answer, is yes, I'd be willing to pay 16 I I have to think about it, though. I, it's not a slam dunk because I don't like doing that. I don't think Sean Payton is as great of a coach as everybody thinks he is, and I don't think he would be the savior to this franchise. I've seen saviors or perceived saviors walk in the door, i.e. Ron Rivera and Mike okay. Shanahan, and right. they have failed
0: here. Yes, but that the caveat of why... Mike Understood. Shanahan is, would be no longer here.
1: Uh, under well, say,
0: that that yes, that, that but but that if interference we're to, would no longer be here.
1: But if we're to believe Ron Rivera didn't have interference, now he had other logistical nightmares that he had to deal with. But if we're to believe that Ron Rivera didn't have interference, then what's Ron's? Excuse? You don't think
0: Sean Payton's better in-game coach than Ron Rivera? Uh,
1: no, that's why I'm saying I would do it. I'm what I'm saying is what what I'm saying is there are still issues. With any coach anywhere that would have to be dealt with, if you're taking over, there's a reason why coaches don't get fired in March. Remember, if Sean Payton walked in the door on April 1st, yeah, that's a month before the draft, Pete. That's two weeks after free if agency. You gave,
0: if that, you gave Sean Payton the exact same roster that Washington had this past fine. year and said, go to battle with that, give or take a couple of draft picks. You They'd know, win some, at
1: least nine, maybe 10.
0: So... So, uh, well, oh, okay, well,
1: with he- wait, wait, so a Ron are we talking about, with Heineke or, or?
0: Rivera led team with the with the inconsistencies of a Wentz and Heineke that could have easily won ten, maybe even eleven games with right. the right breaks. Right. You're saying Peyton would lead them to those same amount of wins? Yeah, because maybe old- he creates more breaks for them with a couple of plays here and there that make a difference. But Ron very easily could have won nine or 10 with this roster. Correct. So, so you're basically saying there's not a huge difference between Peyton and Ron Rivera.
1: I mean, listen, maybe I'm underselling it, but I, as you know, I put much more of an emphasis on player execution than coaching.
0: I would agree with that. So, I, 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 you know, I'm like, not, I'm not against that. I'm not, I, that's not a bad opinion.
1: I mean, Sean Payton when he had Drew Brees and when Drew Brees was, w- was in his prime, great offense, And depending on the year, either a pretty good defense or a
0: horrible, wretched defense. I mean, I'm just saying, for the same things we're killing Ron for. I know. Okay, coach-centric approach. You're saying the same thing would happen that Sean Payton – but remember, Sean Payton's basically his own offensive coordinator at that point. Sean Payton calls his plays. He's got an offensive coordinator in name, but not necessarily – so so he has a more hands-on approach, especially to offense – does that make a three or four win difference with
1: this team? To me, three or four wins is a stretch. One or two wins, yeah. Like I could see again, when Sean nine Payton, on the low side, when ten. Sean probably Payton had the sweet healthy spot.
0: pieces in New Orleans. That offense was pretty good when I know, he had healthy pieces. I know. I know. That was
1: the- Again, the defense fluctuated, but the offense was always good. Mm-hmm. When Sean when when Drew Brees was in his prime, now Drew Brees' last year, that offense was spotty. Okay, a- and again, Sean Payton, uh, listen, Sean Payton's a better head coach than Ron Rivera. That's what. That's why I would, I would make the move and bite the bullet on some things. Is Mike
0: McCarthy better than Ron Rivera. Oh yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, absolutely.
0: Because I'm just but saying. But I you don't just... know if
1: Sean Payton is. Because so... you
0: open the segment by. By saying and analytically so, right? Peyton McCarthy, right. Not a lot of difference. Well, that's what
1: our—that's what you know for 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 all the numbskulls that like nothing but numbers. That's what the numbers
0: say. Both have been to Super Bowls, though. I, both have won Super Bowls. That's what I'm saying. But so. both
1: have only won one Super Bowl with having great quarterbacks. Winning is hard. Winning is hard. Ron Rivera is not as good as Mike McCarthy and or Sean Payton. That sorry if Ron's listening. That's the bottom line truth. That's the stone cold truth. And that's the How, bottom line. However, however, like stop, stop with the notion that it w- you would pay three first round picks and your left arm and your half your grapefruits downtown for Sean Payton because that's going to make all the... No, 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 no. no. I'm with you no. on
0: that. Can't give up too much compensation. Do you give up a one? And wait until March to get Sean Payton to be your coach. Is it worth it to you? 301-230-0980. That's the word right here on Russell and Medhurst as we had to Touchdown at 10 on the Team 980 and streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.